Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this will encourage, equip, and empower you to live your life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Join us as we hear from regular, everyday people who are living the adventure of a lifetime in every area of their lives, including business, relationships, finances, and health. Here is your host, Justin Self. Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. Here we are again. This is amazing. We're just going for it. Um, today, I have with me someone you recognize. This is Ryan Reiser again. And welcome, Ryan. Welcome back. Hey, hey, I'm so happy to be with you on the podcast. There is so much life that is being produced in this, this little thing. Uh, it's so fun to see where it's going and how it's building. And I'm just excited to be here with you right now. Man, I'm so excited that you're here too. I do have to say, I think Ryan, you you still hold the record in the podcast. I haven't looked, I didn't look at the numbers today, but I think your episodes are still the most listened to for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, it's, that's just amazing. <laughs> I know. It's good actually. Um, we do we do get a lot of uh, people that are like, oh Ryan, he sounds awesome. Which he is, everybody. He's super awesome. And I do have to say that um Ryan Lord. the other day we were talking and it's so funny that like you made a statement that is so true. We just had like this really cool conversation about uh, you know, prosperity and finance and, and God, you know, doing things in our lives. And I think you you made the statement, you're like, My goodness, every conversation we have could be recorded as a podcast. And I couldn't agree more. Oh, well, <laughs> you and I have a true iron sharpens iron relationship. And it's so cool to look back on our lives. I mean, we grew up together. You were the brother that, you know, you're my cousin, but we were brothers. brothers. And uh, yep. uh, it was it was really cool how we got into the same things at once. And we were collecting bugs on our bug board at the same time. You know, I would, I would call you when I saw the black butterfly, which I think oh, was a grasshopper. Man. I think so I'd too. call you. Hey, yeah. it's headed. It's headed eastbound. It's coming yep. to your house. Get out your nets, you know. And then we 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 got it. We were started driving at the same time. We're on bikes at the same time. Uh, I bought your parents' car. That was my first car. That was the last time we rode bikes together. After that, it was like, okay, let's get in this car thing. Uh, we got into four by fours together. When I was at the drop zone, we we learned to skydive together. Yep. Uh, yeah. we got into motorcycles together all the same uh, time. How random. Right. And then <laughs> we start, you know, we got married. Yep. You had a child. I had a child. I loved having you in front of me on that journey. It was great to <laughs> get your Intel as you went through that territory. You had all you up. Tips. Hey bro, this is what to watch out for. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, having girls. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't help you there, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we calling you. Great, uh, that relationship and what's cool, you know, we served in churches together. We grew, uh, we just grew together in our faith, and um, and that's really where our passions have gone. I mean, we've sampled the world. We've sampled, you know, adrenaline sports and yep. and you know, oh, you know, look, I I bought the watch I was waiting for, or you know, we yeah. we've sampled the world and we've seen it's empty buckets. It's yep. it's just empty buckets, and. It's so cool that our desires are for eternal things, yep. and and it's what pumps us up. And I feel closer to you than 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 ever yeah, before. You're in I California. Agree. I'm here in Southeast Washington, and 
every time we talk, we get fired up. Yeah. And it's, it's just exciting. I love doing life with you, my friend. Amen, bro. Me too. I love you very much. And I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, for those of us who are listening, uh, or those, those of you who are listening to the podcast right now, I encourage you. I mean, if you don't have somebody like that to help, you know, sharpen iron, um, pray about it, you know, meet people, ask the Lord who, you know, someone to get connected with and really start doing life with other people, have somebody that you can be accountable for. I mean, Ryan and I, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. We call each other when we're having a hard time sometimes, you know, we call each other when we need agreement and prayer and, um, it's so important for us to have spiritual community like that. So I just, I really wanted to mention that I really appreciate that. And it is true that when we have these conversations, um, you know, both of us are built up, but usually there's one of us that really needed to hear it or really needed to be Absolutely. sharpened. And it's not, a, it's never, is it a one-way street? Um, and so I just appreciate that about you so much. So yeah. Daniel 1132 says the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. It's so, you know, we, we've said it before and well, the Bible said it, and I think we mentioned on podcasts in the past, but um, we're, we overcome by the blood of the lamb what Jesus did on the cross and the word of our testimony. Yeah. I get ministered so much when I hear, I get ministered to so much hearing stories uh, of people and, and their relationships with God and what they're learning about God. And um, in this relationship you and I have, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of stories. It's, it's a lot of, you know, this is where I was. This is how God delivered me and, and, and built me up and encouraged me and, and, uh, uh, that I, I love that. Yeah. Well, this is not even the topic of the podcast. That's just the intro, but <laughs> we're going to talk about something. I'm so excited today. So we are in the faith and finance series. I've, I've, I've invited Ryan onto the podcast today because again, the last couple months, our conversations have been really turning towards, and they always continually do turn towards the goodness of God and his promises yeah. of prosperity for us. And again, what does that look like? And why is it that the church, you know, is so as a whole, not, not every single person, but why is it that prosperity is such a dirty word and, and money right. and finance and, and success and wealth and my goodness, you know, so he and I've been, Ryan and I've been talking so much about this. And again, Ryan stories that we've been sharing about the goodness yeah. of God. And so today, Ryan, you're just gonna, I mean, in a minute, you're just, I'm just gonna let you go for it, man. Just teach us and share <laughs> with us what's on your heart. I know this is burning on your heart. It always has been. And again, we've grown up together. Your heart is for people. And I, and I know people know this about you from listening to the other podcasts, but I'm expecting to just get fired up and filled with what God's doing in your life and your heart, um, knowing that your heart is absolutely set on the eternal things and not on mm. money and not on finance. Like you said, we've done it. We've been there. We've been in the world. We've spent money. We've spent all of our money on hobbies and sure. We, we tried that <laughs> done it. We've been there and we've done that. And that doesn't satisfy, you know, right. so I really, I'm excited to hear what you have to say today um, about prosperity and what the Bible says and what God's will is concerning these things. So let's have yeah, it. Well, you know, <laughs> Jesus says, you know, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much right after he talks about uh, the use of mammon, you know, uh, uh, worldly resources, you know, if you're faithful. And, and so when he says little and much, you know, how can you, um, you know, how will you handle true riches? And, uh, you, you know, you and I were talking this week that, um, you know, true riches are people, yeah. you know, God's after souls, you know, and, and money is just a tool. Um, and, uh, you know, before I start, I wanted to, uh, 
<laughs> last night when you and I were talking, it was hilarious watching you. Okay. Oh, no. we, we were testing our audio. We, we were, you know, I could see you on zoom. <laughs> oh, no. It was about 10 o'clock at night. You oh, my had goodness. a day and it was so funny to watch your physical body scream for sleep. You, you well, thanks. You, you needed sleep, but, but Dude, what was, I was funny so tired. was watching your spirit, your spirit got riled up and you got fired up and, and our conversation kept extending and I kept giving you an escape route. I kept giving you an out of, Hey, uh, all right, let's, let's go hit this tomorrow. Let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> and and you, you kept bringing it up, but your body was, Oh, it was good. And uh, you know, that's, that's cool. When, uh, when God riles my spirit up, um, you know, he's, uh, he's like, this is what I'm on. This is what yeah. I want you to think about and meditate on. Yeah. And when you're focused on something like, let, let's say you bought a car that was new to you. Okay. You bought a car. All of a sudden you see him everywhere on the road. You're looking for him. Oh, I, I didn't realize there is this many cars just like mine out here on the road. Yeah. Uh, when you start meditating on something, you start to see that situation play out in your environment. And God's like, there, look at that. That's what I want you to look at. And here's why I gave you that revelation. Cause now you're thinking differently. You're going to make different dis- decisions and choices in regards to that thing. Um, you know, That's and, good. and uh, you know, one of the things about me um, and, and you can ask my friends, um, you know, in, in parenting in my house, there's no Santa Claus. There's no Easter bunny. <laughs> and, uh, and I get, I get critique from my friends. Oh, you're stealing. You're stealing your children's imagination childhood by doing that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to lie to my children. It, it angers me when people lie to the people I care about. Mm-hmm. It, it's a righteous anger. I mean, I want to clear that. I want to clear that out of a life producing relationship. Um, you know, and, and that may be a small thing, but, uh, but you know, what, what's a big thing. Okay. A big thing is a bunch of small things put together. Mm. So I got to be careful what small things I allow in, uh, especially the, you know, ones I have control about on, on them entering. Um, and I have the same, the same righteous anger. Anger is a, uh, an emotion God gave us for a reason. Jesus was angry. He drove out you know, the, the people that were abusing the temple, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, frustration is a godly emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when you're frustrated, it's because you can actually do something. You actually are taking part of a, a responsibility in that emotion. If you're frustrated with something, it's because you can change it. Wow. Um, so, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Uh, You know, every good thing that's happened in my life, there was a violent action. Uh, And and by violent, I mean like a decisive, okay, I'm stepping out. Like let's, you know, I may not have the next plans ahead of me, the next steps exactly there, but I'm stepping out, I'm making a move and God's going to correct and direct me. It's hard to steer a car that's not moving. They call that dry steering. You're just tearing up your rubber if you're moving the steering wheel. But once you're in motion, correction can actually take effect. So I love correction. I love it when God says, hey, you're a little left here. You're a little right here. 
you know, let's center you on this. Let's get you to the end result. You know, we're all capable of becoming the people that God has created us to be. And that's a prosperous individual. That's mm. someone who's flourishing in the courts and in the fields, in the marketplace. Our relationships are growing. We're mentoring people. We're bringing people up along us. They're getting healthier and they're seeing who our God is walking alongside us. You know, we're ambassadors of heaven. You know, we're vessels. We're being used by God. And, you know, the frustration I have is that, okay, there's my responsibility. I'm starting to see throughout the Bible that, that God wants us to prosper. Yeah. And, and this isn't just money. Everyone goes straight to money. But like I said before, it's, it's an all-encompassing uh, you know, subject here. Yeah. Um, and whenever you bring up prosperity in the modern, comfortable church, it is, um, you know, there's a ton of opposition. I'm not saying all modern believers are this way. Right. Um, but, you know, religion has come in with false teachings mm. that, you know, we are to have a poverty mindset. And, you know, admit little success, you know, in our lives while at the same time, you know, take no responsibility for where we are, you know, while magnifying problems and, and then comparing them to others. And, you know, this is a conversation that I see so much, yeah. uh, you know, in Christians and, you know, uh, and, and, it, and it's passed down uh, generation to generation. It's, there's no commandments in the Bible that that say we need to act this way. Um, That's good. Yeah. You know, have you seen this? Yeah. I mean, just as you're talking and you're describing kind of the prosperous man, I'm literally seeing a picture of the tree planted by rivers of water, you know, Psalms one. Yeah. Psalms one. It's your favorite scriptures to quote to the people that come knocking on your door. Remember, side note, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, some people that, you know, like to travel around and, and knock on doors and, and talk to you about uh, their religion. Oh, yes. The, within the same week, because you were telling me like, well, they always come to my house and I always tell them Psalm 1, you know, and I told you that week, I said, I don't have, I don't ever have these guys come to my house. We, we moved into a new house, you know, whatever, two years ago, I haven't had one person knock on the door. Would you believe it? The very next day they came to my <laughs> house and knocked on my door and they came to me and they said, Great do you know Psalm? I want to read Psalm one to you. And I said, hold it right there. Let me, I can tell you exactly what Psalm one said. And I just quoted Psalm one to them. They looked at me. <laughs> They've never been back. Mm. Praise the Lord. Mm. Anyways, side note, but I, I'm just thinking of like, uh, so Psalm one, but also in Jeremiah 17, I was actually meditating on it this morning. This is verse seven. If I can read it real quick. And then I just wanted to yeah. um, kind of highlight what you just said there. It says, most blessed is the man who believes in trusts in and relies on the Lord. Mm and whose hope and confident the Lord is. Verse eight, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear when heat comes, but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. And I think that's just an underline to what you're saying. This is just one of many examples in the Bible where we see the picture of a righteous person and a godly person following God's ways, being a source of blessing and being someone who can, who can produce fruit no matter what the season is. And so, yeah. I mean, how, how much of a description is that of God's will for, for his people to walk in prosperity and be a tree and be a fruitful vine and be a source of life and blessing no matter where we are? 
And it's like you said, it's all through the Bible. It's not just New Testament. Um, you know, my guys uh, that meet at my house for coffee and, and word, uh, we're going through Deuteronomy right now. And I'm loving the start of Deuteronomy because it is an overview of God's relationship with the Israelites coming out of slavery and, and how he was building them up to take and conquer the land that he had promised them. And it, it is, it's a really cool the first couple chapters of Deuteronomy. And um, all throughout the Old Testament is the same message that uh, God is going to reach uh, the world through people that know their God, mm-hmm. that know, yeah. you know, who he is. Uh, th- there's a new covenant in the New Testament, but God's character is on display from the garden to the present day. Yes. Uh, yes and, and in our future, you know, yes. um, that our, 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 the goodness of God leads to repentance. Mm. You know, the goodness of God, um, not arguments, not statistics, not, not counter arguments. It's the goodness of God. When people see that on our lips and we wear it, um, what was the verse? Give me a second here. The verse is uh, Deuteronomy 6, 9. It says, we shall write God's commandments on the doorpost of our house and on our gates. And that spoke to me as I was reading Deuteronomy 6. Um, That means, you know, the word of God should be in daily conversation and in plain view. Mm -hmm. So when anyone is with you, they know through experience that you do life with God, right? Come on. Um, in, in today's society and social media, people wear their troubles and grievance, uh, grievances on their sleeves. Um, you know, we should be living a life where the goodness of God is evident in our, in our families, our relationships, yeah. Yeah. our dwellings, uh, our job, our, our day-to-day life. Um, you know, as Christians, we need to, we need to get a grasp on how we portray our hope. Um, you know, my pastor says it some way, he goes, you know, people of no hope are hoping to meet people of hope and see a life <laughs> of hope lived out. Right. That's encouraging. You know, we have the answers. Yeah. yeah. We have the Bible. We have a relationship with Jesus. Um, we, we shouldn't be as freaked out as the people around us about the environment. Um, you know, when a conversation comes up, you know, in this pandemic, it, it shouldn't always go to, oh, this is the negative that's happening and, and, and this is what I'm worried about and this is what I've done in the natural to, you know, to take care of, of this and, 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 you know, well, well how are you? It, 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 there's, there's way more good than that, that that should not be 90% of our Christian interaction uh, right now, you know, um, what you're saying is that there's, there should be a difference between us and our unsaved neighbors, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and we're all at different places and that's totally appropriate. And we're the body of Christ and that these things, you know, we're, we're learning and growing in these things, but I, yeah, I can't agree more that if, if I was an unbeliever and I was looking for hope and I was lost, I would right. be looking to, when, when I'm looking at a Christian who says that they have the answer, I've got them under the microscope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm looking absolutely. to see if this person's legit or not. Now, if they're just as concerned and just as worried and just as fearful and just as uh, 
poor and broke and, and upset and struggling financially and struggling in their health and struggling. And again, okay, listeners, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's wrong to, to be at a different place in life. But what I'm saying is that there should be a difference between us and our unsaved neighbors. We should be living a life that, that shows that we have a mark on us of Jesus, the mark of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of heaven and the glory of God. And again, this is all from the Bible. Ryan, you're just sharing the scripture. This is how God God sees his people as ambassadors and kings, kings. And that's the whole point yep. with, um, I believe with prosperity as well, is that it's to blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to, you know, bring life to other people that they would see what we're doing and they'd be encouraged yeah, and, and lead them to Jesus. And it's not that a Christian is denying the environment. Right. It's that they're they're not glorifying man's opinion above God. You know, we're not mm. supposed to have any gods before God. Oh, that's good, um, man. That's good. You know, yeah. so we can't, we shouldn't have these conversations without speaking of God and his provision and goodness, right? That's good. You know, it's the goodness of God, right? Um, you know, if we're so focused on our outward circumstances that we're unaware of the presence of God operating in our lives, then we can't give glory to God. We can't magnify God. Um you know, if this is obvious to, to us, when we take a step back, it's very obvious to the unbeliever. So I guess the thought that that's burning in my spirit is, you know, what are we writing on our door, our doorposts? You know, um, the poverty mindset is more like, uh, you know, the Pharisee who lets everyone know he's fasting, mm. right? He's wearing stuff. He hasn't bathed. He's, He's out there. Jesus cautions us. This is not the way to do this. Uh, fasting is about denying your flesh and telling your flesh, hey, you don't control me. Um, you know, you don't make my decisions. Just because you want something doesn't mean you get it all the time. That's, that's what fasting is. And, uh, and here the Pharisee is, okay, public image. Okay, mm-hmm. social media. Hey, I'm fasting today. This is how it looks. Um, you know, on our worst days, we shouldn't show it or wear it externally and, and blast it everywhere. Oh, I got offended today, or I'm dealing with this. No, we live a victorious life. Mm-hmm. We're in a battle and there's opposition. We wouldn't have victory if there wasn't opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that story in First uh, uh, Kings 17.7, where Elijah meets the woman at the well. Uh, she's preparing her last meal for her and her son. Uh, before she planned on dying. There was a drought. Yep. Um, everything had dried up. Um, and she was just being real. She's like, you know, he, he, he says, hi. You know, she says, this is what I'm doing. He goes, before, uh, you know, before he says, hey, there's going to be a big miracle in your life. He says, uh, make me a meal too. And, and could you imagine hanging out with Elijah and you're like, you just asked that lady who's on her last meal with her and her son <laughs> this to lady's give you a meal to die. Who are like, you? Feed me. Yeah, no, exactly. But he, <laughs> he heard from God on this and God was saying, Hey, when she obeys, when she responds, uh, the floodgates are going to open in her life. Her mm-hmm. son's going to be raised from the dead in future chapters. There's going to be sustenance and provision from the goodness of God when mm. she when she obeys, but God also knew she was capable of this because guess what? She was a giver. Absolutely. You know, on her worst day, her character still didn't change. She 
gave to a complete stranger on her worst day. Um, that's incredible. It wasn't, it wasn't her flesh dictating at that point. Um, she, she was, she was a godly woman, you know, she, she was a mature, you know, daughter of, of God. He's, he's going to be generous. If something's in his hand, he's generous. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, even though she was experiencing a very real poverty situation, she wasn't denying right. it. I mean, she was being very real about it. And Elijah wasn't denying it either, like burying his head in the sand. But Elijah was calling her up to a higher place and saying, even though you're physically in poverty, I get that. Give, be generous, have a wealth mindset, have a mindset that says your resources are in heaven. I mean, I know I'm, I'm not trying to paraphrase too right. much into this and read too much into this, but what I'm applying it to us today is that you can be in a poverty situation in the flesh and in the natural, but God does call us yep. up to a higher place of, hey, give, you know, operate in the finances of God. The resources of heaven are unlimited. Watch, I will show you. But before the provision, you have got to learn the art of trusting God in this area of your mm -hmm. need and your lack. And look at what happened. Yeah. You go ahead and share what happened next. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this is such a good story. Um, Where is this you know, again? This really got me. This is First uh, Kings 17.7 is where it starts. First Kings. So I'm writing that down. I'm encouraged. This is encouraging yeah, so me. It is. And, and, and last year, this was kind of in my mind. God kept bringing it up. And like I said earlier, you see things in your environment and you're like, okay, how can I respond that way? And, and just because you're, you're looking, sometimes it, it, it'll shortcut your thought process. You'll say, maybe this is what God was talking about. Um, last year around July, uh, my wife and I received some really bad news uh, in our business. It was a, a, a definitely a crisis moment. And, um, you know, this was right before my wife and I were going to go out on a special work lunch. I was going to, um, you know, I think she had gotten off early and we were just going to uh, go walk on the river with some sandwiches and have some uh, great time, you know, and um, something came up in my spirit right here and said, you know what, just because this happened, you, first of all, you can choose peace. You can choose the peace of God rather than embrace the chaos. And we're, we're, we're not changing our plans. We're going on that lunch. Let's get in the car. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. And we had, you know, an, an incredible lunch and, and after that, we we dealt with it, and it was uh, it was awesome. We were able to speak some life into some situations, and 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 really minister, you know, to the people involved um, rather than uh, reacting. Um, but because I had been focusing on this story, I was like, you know what, my character doesn't have to change because something something hits and it's horrible. Um, you know, later in the year. Uh, I was a passenger in an airplane crash, um, and and something came up in my spirit almost instantaneously at this point, um, and it helped me make a decision to continue on with my day uh, as if nothing had happened. And I remember just that. Move forward with, yeah, <laughs> you sent me I told, this. I didn't you send a me a couple people? This is nuts, guys. Seriously, how many of your friends have called you and been like, "Dude, I got in a plane crash today." <laughs> like you sent me this picture. I think you sent me the picture first of this thing. And I'm like, um, what is that? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on here? You know? And you're like, oh, you know, and you called me up and you're just like, again, you're just sharing. You're like, Hey, this is what happened. This was, this was my day. And, uh, yeah, you know, but crazy. I, th but, uh, I think, you know, immediately I talked about the peace as it was did. happening. God gave you did. peace. Yeah. I, I could see it in my mind. And I knew that 
it was, you know, I had a role to play beyond being, you know, shocked and, and offended that it happened and, right. and, and all that, that that's not the role I had. I, I, I show up and I'm supposed to bring life. I'm, I, I've got Jesus in, inside of me operating, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, that night, you know, I went and I served at youth group, uh, you know, and nothing happened, you know, and, 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 and worked with the day. And, uh, you know, not that I was covering it up. I told my wife yeah, and I told yeah. you, yeah. Uh, I but think I told to, my parents too. You chose to, you chose to embrace the peace and not embrace the chaos. Yeah. It was not on social media. It yeah. wasn't on my lips. Um, I'm a, I wanted to magnify God instead of the crises that I've experienced. Praise um, God. It, it, it was actually really funny when, uh, when good friends of mine found out about this crash weeks later, uh, from somebody else, <laughs> they were, they were mildly offended that I had not told them yeah. and everyone about the incident. Um, it was, it, it was a funny conversation, but, uh, yeah. but we're here to magnify God and, uh, and, you know, he's, he's the God of more than enough. We have more than enough peace. We have more than enough strength. We have everything we need. We're positioned to win and succeed regardless of the situation. Uh, you know, God has equipped us for every good work. Yes. Yeah. And when God looks at us, it's not in condemnation. He sees Jesus. Come on. Yeah. His beloved son. That, that's our message. Um, the goodness of God. Every time I hear a worship song that talks about the goodness of God, I'm just, I'm just hit with yeah. the realization of how good he is to us. It's, it's exciting. It's overwhelming. It's incredible. And, and I, can't, I couldn't imagine life without the goodness of God. It's God's incredible. I, I mean, beyond words, I, I don't mm. have any words to, to describe the goodness of God every day that's available for us. So people are listening and they are experiencing some legitimate hard times and they are doubting God's goodness. And it's not that they don't believe it or they see it in the Bible. It's just that their circumstances can be, sometimes our circumstances can be so overwhelming that it does cause us to question and wonder and do things. What, um, you know, what's your encouragement to that person who is mm. experiencing something that is absolutely legitimate, absolutely real. I mean, it's tearing their family apart, you know, mm. how do we encourage that person? And what does yeah. God say to that person? about his goodness in that situation. And well, it's, I think, yeah. I think it's focus, you know, though 10,000 fall at my right and my left, mm. you know, I will yeah. not die. I will declare the goodness of my God. The enemy doesn't want you to see yourself as equipped and ready for anything. He wants you overwhelmed, you know, put off, um, you know, offended means to be put off the end. Right, so you're put off the end. God declared for you the capabilities of of what God's put in you. You're put off that. You know He wants you dejected. You know before you make a move in this battle, because we all have that moment where something hits us, news hits us, and then we say, "Okay, what's our first reaction?" And That's it may good. be instantaneous. Yeah. It may be a couple seconds, but you're about to enter the battle arena, and your your thought processes are forming here. Um, you know your life has a purpose. Don't let the enemy deceive you into thinking that it doesn't make a difference. Hmm. Um, and all it takes is a couple, 
a couple thoughts, you know, okay, God, you are good. Yeah. This is going to, this, this is going to grow me. How can I be your light in this situation? Um, and there's always a decision that's a life decision. And there's always a death decision. I have set before you life and death, choose life. Yeah. There's no neutral ground. You cannot make a neutral decision. Um, you're either going to give or, or take life. And, and those little decisions add up to a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially with darkness all around, um, every decision matters. Every thought matters. We take captive every thought. Yeah, you know, we're not responsible for every thought that uh, passes through our mind, but we're responsible for the ones that we let stay there and get planted in the soil of our heart, and we meditate on those thoughts. Um, you know, we know how to meditate. We call it worry. right (laughs) when you're worrying about something you're seeing everything through the lens of that thing um so life and death we have the power of life we can give life in any situation Uh, if you if you go down to it i don't you know i don't whatever the situation it is there's always life choices whether they're small you know in your mind or not they add up Man, that's and you're led by God. You're led by the Holy Spirit. You know, a righteous man's steps are ordered of the Lord and he delights in their way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, um, let's pick this up on the next episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and close this one out, but thank you guys so much for listening. Um, hope this was an encouragement to you. I encourage you to go back over this and look up those scriptures. The power of what we're talking about today is in the word. It's the word of God. It's the revelation that you get from the word of God on these things. We can share stories and we're going to continue sharing stories in the next episode. And and we're going to continue doing that until the day we die. Praise God. Um, But our stories, um, we pray and we hope that our stories are the catalyst that will stir you up and encourage you and give you something to work with so that you go to the word of God and you can experience these things for yourself. Awesome. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more, visit us at justinself.org. Join our email list at justinself.org to receive exclusive weekly content, along with more teachings, blogs, and other resources. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive God's promises and live a life without limits.